are all unique. They don't even look like
Well, I don't know if the question about that's all there. 
Miss Rachel, Miss Rachel, if you were trying to come in. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Do it again. Um, say it one more time. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. There you go. I want to make sure everybody was awake. Uh, thank you for coming to Deep Creek Baptist Church. It's a, even though it's a rainy, drizzly day, it's a beautiful day, and it's just a, a blessing to be here and a blessing to see you all. If everybody, please stand. Let's sing hymn 493, Revive Us Again. Good morning. Uh, welcome to Deep Creek Baptist Church. Uh, it's great to be home. Um, birthdays and anniversaries. Uh, the 11th, I think that's today, isn't it? Steve has a birthday. Steve Evans has a birthday today. Uh, tomorrow, uh, J.R. Cook has a birthday. And the 16th, Roy D. Pasquale has a birthday. Are there any other birthdays or anniversaries this week? All right, let's sing happy birthday. Happy birthday. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, God bless you. Happy birthday to you. Everybody, please, let's stand again for our hymn 393, The Family of God. Take a minute and, minute and greet your neighbor beside you. praises and prayer requests and if you look in your bulletin uh, there is no announcements unless somebody has one uh, last night was a roaring success um, it was pretty good uh, the food was good and the, the bingo was exciting uh, <laughs> we had a good time um, I do have one little thing that I want to do that's uh, good to, good lord where did all this stuff come from Hold on a minute. Um, one of the churches we went to, uh, we only went to two, but uh, was a little church. It was a, I called it the 10 church because it was probably 16 by th maybe 30 at the max. Um, built out of 10, um, dirt floor. Uh, People, I think the church had five members, the pastor and his wife, and then they had five members. And uh, anyway, we, we preached revival in two different, two different churches uh, last week. And uh, when we preached the last night, uh, the Saturday night, they had a gift for us in Zephron. That's the little tin church. And uh, they gave everybody on the mission team a handmade basket. And... Uh, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to take this handmade basket since I got it uh, on a mission trip. I'm going to give it to the youth so that they can use it and put it wherever they want to for youth missions. So um, I think that's a great thing for that basket to be useful. Uh, now with that, um, there's another little item I need to clear up before I go any farther. Uh, some of you seen a blasphemous video that was come out of Guatemala uh, of some little Guatemalan children being abused and singing Let's Go Tar Heels Beat Duke. 
Uh, I know for a fact it took five pounds of candy to get them kids to sing that. Uh, I also know for a fact that all of them that was thrilled to death about Duke losing got sick. Uh, so with that being said, you know, you, you can uh, take that for what it's worth. Uh, and then they get back and they're still sick because they lost another game. Two games. And uh, so, you know, he, he, he can say it's a parasite, but I know different. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just picking. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen. <laughs> listen. I didn't get sick. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, um, with that being said, you know, uh, praises and prayer requests. Thank God we're home. James, I'm glad you're well, brother. I truly really am. Thank you for your prayers. Yeah. other praises the what yeah yes they are in my prayers daily any other go ahead John Right. Amen. Amen. Any other? Updates, additions. Uh, continue to pray for Michaela. Um, I don't know if y'all know, but last week, uh, Michaela could not get her treatment because her numbers were not right. And so I got back and talked to her. And when I was talking to her, she was in the process of getting her treatment that her numbers had eased, evened out uh, if you get a chance send her a card uh, 
she just lights up when she gets a, a, a something in the mail. Um, and so uh, she's going to be at it for a year. Uh, she's got to do all the, the chemo treatments, and then she's got to do the radiation. Uh, so uh, it's going to be a long process for Michaela. Um, and for those of you that don't know, she has a uh, board started uh, when her hair will fall out. Uh, uh, it has started, but it is not 100%, and so um, I'm still on the board, so still got a chop. Uh, she's, she's, just, she's just having a great time with it, I mean, really, with that. Uh, uh, people, she was taking like a football board of when her hair would fall out, you know, so. <laughs> and, uh, but uh, I told her I didn't think it would fall completely out. I thought she'd be good. But anyway, uh, any other praises and prayer requests? And Bernie's healing slow where she broke a rib, so um, continue to pray for them. Any other? Um, I want to thank everybody for praying for my niece, um, Lauren. She had, uh, she just turned 30 this year. She had a complete hysterectomy at Mayo Clinic uh, Friday, and her insurance mixed out as of January, so they sent her to the hotel. I mean, yeah. Um, but they took her uterus, her cervix, and all. They were all with cancer. So she will be, th on the praise, the surgeon said they think they got it all. It was all negative border. So, uh, but she will be going through another chemo, radiation treatment, whatever, and they want her in there soon. So, okay. Ms. Lauren, please keep her in your prayers. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Any other? John. This is He's already on this list, but I got, I start those day, we think we keep praying for David. Right. I understand he's not doing good. Um, and then uh, Ivy Cowden, she's on the list, but she's got a brain surgery coming up, so we need to pray for Ivy. Um, then there was an unspoken, um, and then pray for Mars, dad, um, and, and, and mom. Larry and Sophie and Cook. Any other? Roger Johnson, who had surgery this week. Who? Roger. Oh, oh yes, that's right. Um, I talked to him, and he was doing pretty good. Um, I talked to him the day after he had his surgery, and uh, she said it was a rough day for him. The, the meds were, were wearing off, and he was in some pain. He had back surgery, so continue to lift them up. Uh, any others? 
we keep uh, Phyllis in our prayers. Phyllis is not feeling yep. well today. If we uh, pray, Lord, we lift her up and, and bless her with good health. Um, and, uh, and also, um, <coughs> keep our youth in your prayers. We've been given this basket, and Jerry talked to me a little bit beforehand, uh, given this basket <coughs> for hopefully becoming means of funds for our youth ministry. Uh, we've been offered a chance to, to go to where Jerry just and James just went on a missionary trip to possibly do a Bible school. Uh, so, uh, Lord's opened up possibilities, but it does take funding for us to be able to do these things, and it also takes parents working with their youth to be able to do these things. So, if you would keep all these things in your prayers, that uh, uh, we know God's plan will succeed by all means, but if you keep all these things in your prayers, that uh, what will be will be uh, for God's glory. Uh, and also, if we would pray that it's not only for missionary for where Jerry and James just left from. This basket can be missionary in our own backyard. That's correct. So my prayer for that is pray for our community, to lift them up, that we lift up God's name for his glory. Jason. Okay. Any other? All right. Let's go to Lord in prayer. And Father God, we come before you and we thank you for this day. Lord, we thank you for your mercy, your blessing. Lord, we ask you to uh, touch each one of the situations that were mentioned here today. Uh, you know the circumstances. You know the hearts. We ask you to to heal them and restore them and whatever needs to be done, Lord, for your glory. Um, we lift them up. You know, you tell us that uh, the fervent prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Let us also have the fervent prayers of a righteous man for the lost. They don't know it, but they're dead already, Lord, and it's our responsibility to enlighten them, to, to give them the gospel so that they can decide whether to live or die. Lord, we love you. Bless this time we have together. Open your word up to us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If we'll all uh, please let's stand and sing our offertory hymn, hymn 447, It Is Well With My Soul. It is well. It 
Well, once again, good morning. And uh, if you have your Bibles, if you'll turn to John chapter 3. Um, while I was in Guatemala, uh, I got a chance to uh, read reacquaint myself with some habits that I had let slip. Uh, I didn't have the distraction of TVs and things like that, so I was able to, to get back into my personal uh, Bible study and able to get back into my personal devotion. And, uh, and since being back, I've been able to, uh, to keep that. Um, <clears throat> and with all the things that are going on in the world, um, the Bible is being fulfilled rapidly. Um, I know some of you have heard about the Euphrates River drying up. I also know that some of you may or may not heard that there's caves under the water there. And those caves are now accessible by land. And uh, when they go by the caves and start to go in to inspect, they can hear the moans coming from the deep. Uh, and the Bible says, out of the caves, wrath shall come. The Euphrates River is drying up, and it said that, that the 250 million man army would be able to march across the Euphrates dry. Well, first of, the, first of this month, uh, Russia and China had entered into a military pact that has over 250 million soldiers. Um, also, in the deserts of Saudi Arabia, springs and rivers are propping up out of the dry desert. He said that would happen. And with all of this going on, um, our job is to share the gospel to anybody and everybody. Um, we don't get to pick and choose who hears it. We don't get to pick and choose, well, I don't like the way he dresses. I don't like where he speaks. I don't like where he comes from. Our job is to share the gospel. And so what it comes down to, depending on which camp you fall in in, in, in theology, um, we have to present the gospel so that people can make a choice between life and death. And uh, if we don't share the gospel, the choice is not really for them to make because it's already been made. They're dead. And so with that, um, uh, I'm going to focus my sermon today on 30, verse 36. But I'm going to start reading in 34. And you have to understand that, that this is John's testimony, uh, 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 John the Baptist's testimony of Christ. And... Uh, the Apostle John is, is, is recording some of this. And of course, he, uh, he gets into details and things about who Jesus is. Um, and so I'm going to start reading in verse 34. It says, For he whom God has sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the Spirit by measure unto him. He's not giving you a piece of the Spirit. He's giving you all the Spirit. The Father loveth the Son, and hath given all things into his hand. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, 
but the wrath of God abideth on him. Let's pray. Father God, we come before you and I ask you, Lord, to open your word to us. Let us apply it to our lives. Let us see that times are fulfilling fast and that it's our duty to be quickened to share the gospel, the pure, unadulterated gospel with all of those that we come in contact with. Lord, they need to hear this. And it's going to get harder and harder and harder for us to share the gospel. Lord, I love you. I ask you to increase and me decrease so that this can permeate the world. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. <clears throat> there are several things I want to look at um, here that God, whom God sent to speak the word, he speaketh the words of God. And he did not give him a measure of the Spirit. He gave them all the Spirit. When we come to Christ, when we accept Christ, we get the whole Spirit. The same Spirit that John had, the same Spirit that the other apostles had, we have it. The same Spirit that filled Billy Graham, the same Spirit that filled all the great evangelists, Charles Spurgeon, all of them. That same Spirit resides in us. That Spirit that went before the Israelites and split the Red Sea. That spirit resides in us. That spirit that allowed Peter to step out of the boat and walk on the water resides in us. The problem today is that most of, the, most of us are one of the 11. Too scared to get out of the boat. That's one thing about Peter. Now Peter was, he was rash. And he was impulsive. We need to be rash and impulsive when we share the gospel. We don't need to be afraid. And so the prospect, there's, a, there's about seven or eight things that we need to talk about in verse 36. And I'm fixing to get to them. It says, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Number one, the prospect. The prospect that says that he that, he that is anybody. It can be a she or a he. He or she that. Who is that? Any person that we share the gospel with. That's the prospect. The fact is, the prospect is the center to which all of us are and were. There's not one person in here that's not a sinner. There's not one person in here who was not broken when you came to Christ. Not. And if you think you're not and you think you haven't, the truth's not in you and you lie. The Bible says that. That's not me. And then number three, there's the possibility. There's a possibility. Everlasting life. He that believeth. Everlasting life. Our imaginations cannot grasp everlasting life. We just can't. I mean, just like at the end, we can't even grasp that the wrath of God is abiding on him. We can't grasp that concept. 
And over the years and the centuries, and especially here in America, we've made excuses for the wrath of God. But I'm going to get back up here. Everlasting life. I wonder what everlasting death looks like. Separated from God. See, today, even those who do not believe in God, even those who are at enemy with God, receive his mercy and blessing. They wake up in the morning. They have roofs over their heads. They have clothes to wear. Vehicles to get around in. They have food to eat. They have the amenities. Refrigerator, air conditioning, heat. And yet, they don't believe in God. God went to the cross to take away the sins of the world. They're part of the world. They're made in His image. We're made in His image. The fact that we're made in His image means that all of us have an opportunity to choose life or death. And that comes by faith. We all have faith. Even those who reject Christ live by faith. Every day. We have faith that when we walk up, wake up in the morning and it's dark and we turn the light switch on that the light's going to come on. We have faith in the power company that they're going to keep the power on. When we pull up to a gas station, we have faith that the tanks in the ground are full so that we can fuel our vehicles to travel where we want to go. And then we get on the road with a whole bunch of people and we don't know what their stance is before God. And we have faith that they're not going to hit us. We have faith that they're going to obey the traffic laws. And then we get to the bridge. We have faith that the engineers knew what he was doing when he built that bridge, that when we drive across it, we're not going to crash into the river or the lake or the whatever the bridge is crossing. Faith. We exercise faith every day. Most of us get up in the morning, go to work, and we have faith that we're going home that evening for supper. But yet, they don't have faith in eternity. They don't have faith that God is going to hold this world accountable. They don't. And the petitioner that our faith is to is the Son. It says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. The Son. The Son of God. The one who took my sins and hung on the cross. The one who took the nastiness of my life and paid the price for. The one who knows everything about me. See, contrary to popular belief, Satan does not know everything about me. God knows all about me. God created me. <clears throat> he knows the number of hairs on my head. He knows the date that I have to meet him. He knows that now that I'm his child and my name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life, I have no qualms about where I'm going if I die. 
I know where I'm spending eternity. Do you? That's a question you have to ask yourself. That's a look inside. That's a look inside of you that only you can answer. See, by God's grace, he did not allow us to see the hearts of men. So that we can treat everyone the same. I am to love you as I love myself. We ought to put two signs back there over the door. Love your neighbor as yourself and now entering the mission field. On every door exiting out of this building. Think about what it would look like if we loved our neighbor as ourselves. We would look like Christ. We would look like Christ to the world. And what will happen? You're going to get persecuted. You're going to get talked about. You're going to get ragged in every way possible. People are going to hate you because they hate him. Why do they hate him? Because he's going to have a judgment day. And Satan is going to stand before him along with everybody who followed Satan. We're going to be judged on what we've done with the gift. You know the parable where the ruler goes away and he gives each one of them X number of coins. You're going to stand before God. What have you done with the coins? Have you multiplied them? Or did you take them and bury them and do nothing with them? Well, it didn't cost you nothing. I didn't earn nothing. You're going to stand there. Who's the, who came to Christ because of you? Because you shared the gospel. Now, you can't save them, but you can sure preach to them. The Holy Spirit and God does the saving. We do the talking. Who is in church today because of you? Think about it. Who is in church today because of you? Who is in not in church today because of you? Has your self-righteousness and your Christianity drove them away? Has your lackluster for the lost drove them away? Is this a social club or is this the church of God? That's a question. The petitioner is the son and that's Christ. Christ is everything. Christ died on the cross. I accepted him as my Lord and Savior. He indwelled me with the Holy Spirit. He bought me. I understand now when the apostles say I am a bond servant to Christ. I don't have a right for free will. I have a right to serve Christ who died for me. I have a right to be happy through Christ's provision. I don't have a right to talk about my neighbor. I don't have a right to wish I had what he had. I do, however, have a right to rejoice with him when he gets it. I don't have a right to say anything hurtful or hateful to anybody. 
I'm repeat that. I don't have a right to say anything hurtful or hateful to anybody, no matter what their lifestyle is. We're called to love them. And see, the other thing that he's offering is a privilege. There is a privilege that comes in this verse 36. He that believeth on the Son and he that believeth not on the Son. There's a choice. A choice that every human being has to make. And as fast as the word is spreading throughout the world, people can't say, I didn't hear the gospel. People can't say, well, it wasn't preached to me. Imagine this scenario. You're sitting on a dais with Christ, a judgment day. And somebody you know is standing down there being judged. And they recognize you and they say, I thought you were my friend. Why didn't you tell me about Jesus Christ? We played golf together. We did such and such together. We did all this. And you didn't think enough of me to tell me about Jesus Christ? How do you think you're going to feel standing up there? How's that going to make you feel? See, we have to do this while we're here on this earth breathing this air. People's Eternity are at stake. If we prayed for those that are lost like we prayed for the sick, this county would change in a short while. This area would change in a short while. But we don't. He that believeth on the Son is a free choice. He that believeth not on the Son it's a free choice. And the choice is yours. See, when it says, the wrath of God abideth on him, it never leaves. It's on you. It's on you. And it's not going to leave you. Even in eternity, the wrath of God is not going to leave you. <clears throat> and what happens is, because of watered-down gospel preaching, you have people who've accepted the gift but rejected the man. You can't do that. People sitting in this church, there are people sitting in this church who have accepted the gift but rejected the man. There's not a church in this country that doesn't have that individual or individuals sitting there who've accepted the gift of salvation but have rejected the Savior. It happens. I don't know who you are. God does. And probably this statement I just made is not going to make you happy. But it's a free choice. You know, there's no halfway with Jesus Christ. You either are or you're not. There's no halfway with being saved. Either you are or you're not. There's no halfway about knowing where you're going to spend eternity. Either you're going to heaven and you know it 100% or you don't. 
And if you don't, you're 100% lost. Because he tells us, I am assurance. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. What God has put in my hands, no man can take out. Your salvation is secure if you admit that Jesus Christ died for the redemption of sin. That he was buried and spent three days in the grave, rose again, hung around for about 40 or 50 days, and then ascended to heaven and sits at the right hand of God for the sins of the world. And that choice is yours. God will knock on the door of your heart until you won't hear it. Think about this. We have things in our homes that make racket. And if you're too lazy to change the batteries in the smoke detector, that thing beep about every five minutes. Beep. And if you don't change it, you know what happens? You get to where you don't even hear it. You get tone deaf. And God knocking at your heart, you can get tone deaf and not hear it. God speaking to your ears, you can get to where you don't hear him. You become tone deaf because he's not going to yell. And he's, gonna, he's not going to knock with one of them big things that knocks doors down. It's going to be. And then eventually it's going to be. Because you don't hear it. You're not responding. You're not listening. And then it's going to be too late. So today, as we finish up this sermon, what are you choosing? Are you choosing life? Or are you choosing death? Have you made 100% commitment to him? Or have you one of those that I, I'll take the gift but I don't want the Savior? I can't answer that for you. Only you can. Are you one of those members that knows Jesus in your head but not your heart? There's a lot of those too. Your actions bear you out. Most folks won't tell you because they don't want to hurt your feeling. And that they don't want to feel like they're being judgmental. I pray that not one soul walks out of this building today without not being made right with God. Period. No matter who you are. No matter how long you've sat in a church. <clears throat> no matter how long you think you've been saved. Today is the day because we're not promised tomorrow. And the Bible's fulfilling itself. And I, my prayer is not one of you get left behind. Because I'm not going to be. I will not be here to suffer Jacob's wrath. I promise you. He tells me in his word. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we love you. Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for this message. Lord, I pray that, that the hearts will be touched. That we understand that time is short. That we understand, Lord, that the birth pains of war and all are, are happening now. Things are lining up, Lord. We ask you to make us aware of those around us who need to hear the gospel. Remove the fear and the hesitation so that we can preach it. Your word is powerful and true. And it does not return void.
Let no one that comes in contact with anybody from this church cross the threshold of hell without having heard the gospel. Lord, I love you. And ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. If everyone, let's please stand and sing our our last hymn, four thirty-five. Just as I am.